0: We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you, because it's it's the the bottom bottom line that matters. matters.
1: Hello, and welcome to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to your success. On today's program, we have a really, really cool and amazing guest, Ellen Violet, who is here to um, help us understand what it is all about books and uh, why it's so important. Now, for those of you that are out there and thinking, I got a story in me whether it's a business book, it's a personal book, it's a how-to book, it's a here's why you shouldn't do what I did book. There's a lot of different stories that are out there. And one of the biggest things that are really super important in terms of thinking about getting the word out is that when you are an author, you increase your immediate credibility right, when you are in a room of people and you start hearing, I wrote this book, I wrote that book, people immediately start to look at you completely different. And so that's why we brought Ellen on the program today, because Ellen specializes in helping you figure out how to write your book, how to actually make it work for you, and how to go from there. But before we bring Ellen on, let me just kind of um, give you a little bit of background about her so you know why she is such an incredible guest and why you should be listening and taking copious notes on what she says on today's program. So Ellen helps inspirational speakers, coaches, and founders write a bestseller in seven 70s. You heard me right. A bestseller, folks. Launch to number one bestseller and use their book to grow their business, make a bigger impact, make more money, and leave a lasting legacy through her coaching and author service company, Books Open Doors. She's got multiple number one international bestsellers and is the author of nine books, award-winning book strategist, host the Books Open Doors podcast, and she's also a Grammy-nominated songwriter. We're going to have to ask you about that, too. That's uh, pretty cool. Her mission is to make the world a better place, one book at a time. So without any further ado, let me introduce you, Ellen.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for coming. So, Ellen, let me ask you, uh, what kinds of people are you typically talking with that start coming to you and saying, I don't know, should I write a book or I have an idea, what should I do? How does that work?
2: Well, what happens is exactly what you said. They just don't know where to start. And they're looking for some guidance for that. And there are some people that I tell them they shouldn't write a book, at least not right now. Uh, I had one woman come to me and she thought her book was going to finance her business. And I said, no, 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 you got it backwards. (laughs) Your business is going to finance your book. So um, she was not coachable. And I said, I can't, you know, I can't help you. Uh, usually people come and they have a story. A lot of times they'll come and they're, they've already written it or they're already writing it. And I really try to tell people in the future not to do that because the way to know that your book's going to be a number one bestseller before you write it is to do the marketing research before you write it. And instead, what happens for most authors is they just get an idea and they start writing. And that's a problem because... You have to find something to write about that you're passionate about that you'll be able to sustain through the whole process, number one. And you also have to do something that is something that your audience wants. So what's the problem that's keeping them up at night? And so many people get this wrong and it's not just for writing books, it's for writing your mission statement, it's for your business. I mean, it's really the core of your business. What problem do you solve? And a lot of people will talk about how they solve problems that are not the problems that are keeping people up at night, or they're not tangible. And so uh, it just, they all kind of sound alike, like live your dream, you know, that kind of stuff. So what makes you unique? What makes you different? And why should people listen to you? And why should people buy your book? So you always wanna look for, you know, what niche is your book in, but then, how is it different from the other ones and why when somebody like goes to Amazon and they see all these books on a page, are they going to go, that's the one I want. And that's really understanding the psychology of your audience.
0: That's interesting because that's what you. we talk about when we talk about businesses, starting a business. So many right. people say, hey, I want to start a business because I got this great idea. Well, you didn't do any market search. Uh, what if no one wants to buy the, the great thing that you have? That's really interesting, Ellen. I never thought about approaching a book from the same standpoint
2: right well even if you have a business where you've done the research to find out what your business should be you still need to go deeper to see okay what are the other books that are out there because one how you know how is yours different how are you going to position it so people are going to look at that one and go yeah that's the one I need or that's the one I want so a lot of times you know you'll go into a niche and you just see all these books and they all sound so similar and what happens if when that happens is your mind goes, well, I don't know which one to buy. And you don't buy any of them. So let me ask you, Ellen, when someone is sitting there, what are
1: some of the fears that hold people back from
2: moving forward with writing a book? Great question. Well, first of all, they just don't know where to start. That's number one. So they just don't start or they don't reach out to get help. Um, I'm not good enough. I don't know enough. Who am I to think I could be an expert? Uh, any others? Patricia, you were you were once there. I mean, I was lucky because I, I'm. Uh, I did so well in school, and I was always an overachiever. So to me, it was like it never occurred to me that I couldn't write a book. No, a book. I. You know,
3: you said it. Who am I to think that I have anything that anybody wants? Yeah. You know, and a lot of days I'm still there anyway. And I'll be driving down the road with my husband, right, and talking about this and that. And he's like, nobody else knows this. I mean, not that nobody else knows this, but there's so many people that don't know this. And it's so second nature to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where you're an expert.
2: And that's where you need to share. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think, I think there were, I mean, now that I think back, there was a point in the beginning where I was, you know, totally in learning mode in the beginning. I mean, I didn't know anything about business, about marketing. I mean, I came from the music business and really all I had to do was focus on three minutes, which is a song. And we'd go and meet with people and play our songs. I mean, that was it. You didn't, I mean, there was no technology really unless you were on the audio recording end of it. So uh, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about that, but I do remember thinking uh, not so much with the book but with the idea of coaching other people, I remember my, for one of my first mentors saying, Ellen, you, know, you just have to be one step ahead of other people and you do have a lot to offer and you know plenty, go out there and start coaching. And that was a little intimidating to me. Uh, I don't quite feel that way now as much as I did back then about people just going and doing it and they're one step ahead because now, it's like when somebody comes to me, I've been doing this for 16 years. Somebody else goes to somebody and they go, I just wrote a book. And then somebody goes, well, can you teach me how? And I mean, they just don't have the depth and length of experience that I have. I mean, I've worked with so many people. I've heard every excuse in the book. I've helped people with all kinds of different issues. So at this point, I would not go to somebody who just did something for the first time when there's plenty of people who really are experts. But that doesn't mean you can't help people right? You just have to be honest. You have to be honest about where you are and what you can do and can't do. And you might even want to, you know, if you're newer, you might even want to team up with somebody else so that you almost, you know, like an apprentice or something where you're really learning the craft. And that's definitely great. I mean, just to uh,
1: piggyback Patricia on what you were saying, uh, you know, there's, A lot of times when we're going out, we're trying to figure out a whole bunch of different pieces and we think that we know something that it seems common sense, but as one of my mentors uh, puts it, don't be afraid to charge people or to offer people what you know that they don't. It may seem common sense to you but is not necessarily to your audience. And that goes directly in line with, like, what you were just saying, Ellen, in terms of, you know, going and writing it and getting better. You know, another story, and I'm blanking on um, the Navy SEAL who actually wrote it, um, which is really bothering me because, again, it's a story that my mentor and coach told me. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's basically one day you're out there. And you're doing something, you know, let's say you're playing basketball, right? And you're shooting the ball, you're missing ninety-nine out of one hundred shots, right? Because you absolutely stink. Next day you keep doing it, and maybe you only miss ninety-seven instead of a ninety-nine. And you keep doing it and you keep doing it. and eventually, you know what? You don't stink as much anymore. Right. Right? And so it gets so much better. To the point where now you become that expert, like Ellen was saying, after all of this time, it's now second nature. You no longer have to think about it. You know, there's a saying, practice makes perfect. It doesn't make perfect. It
2: makes permanent. Well, also, there's the thing of, are you doing it right? Because if you keep doing it and you think you're getting better and better, but you're really not... I mean, that happened to me for a long time with marketing. I just wasn't very good at it, to be perfectly honest. Um, I was very lucky when I got in in 2004, nobody was doing what I was doing and people were throwing money at me. But after the recession in 2008, it was no longer like that and I struggled. And so, uh, and also the market, you know, keeps changing. I mean, we didn't have social media. We didn't, it's embarrassing. We didn't have blogs, we didn't have webinars. I mean, we had webinars, but it was all audio. We didn't have video. And um, so things really changed. And one of the things, even uh, 2018, I actually hit a second bottom where I was like, am I just going to quit or am I going to uplevel my skills? Because I was just kind of stuck with how far I could go with the skills that I had. And so... Um, it was perfect that COVID hit right at the time where I was had just gotten into really a learning mode and I really didn't work much last year. I just really focused on learning and it's really paying off. So, I mean, I encourage people to continue to learn.
0: Well,
1: I, right. I mean, last year for many.
0: <laughs> yeah, I Sorry. wanted to ask, and I'll jump in here, Jennifer. Um, what are some ways that uh, business owners can use a book? Uh, we've talked a little bit about, how everyone could have a book inside them. Um, But I'm thinking now I'm going to ask some questions along the line, uh, specifically for some of my clients here too. So (laughs) I've got a lot of questions in mind, Uh, but what are some ways that a business owner could use a book for a business owner out there? Who's thinking, well, I don't know if I should even be bothering to write a
2: book. Well, I'll tell you something. Somebody was just telling me a story the other day about this very accomplished psychologist and she couldn't get on TV because she didn't have a book. So, you know, part of it is you just have more credibility with a book. There are are opportunities that you will not get if you don't have a book. And that's why my company is Books Open Doors. When we were looking to rebrand, I was talking to my partner, Jeff J. Hunter. Um, He does, his company does the back end for all of our bestseller launches. And um, lucky for me, all of the like ones you would think of first were all taken. And so he said to me, well, you know, what, what is the core thing that people get? And I said, books open doors. That's really the core of what I do is they do, they open doors, they give you more opportunities. I had one client come to me who wanted to get on stages and he wasn't getting on stages. And he actually had like a, oh, I can't think of what it's called now, not a PLF, but well, it was somebody who was letting other people use their book and however they wanted to use it. And um, PLR? yeah, and I just said to him, uh, well, why don't you make it more your own? And at first he was resistant, but then he did it. And afterwards he really thanked me because then he felt like it was his, like he, he could really own it. And within six weeks he was on his first stage. So, you know, I have another client who ended up on a, on a stage with, uh, and he was on the same stage with Barack Obama. They were both talking at the same conference. So another one who ended up working with Kevin Harrington. So, you know, it opens doors. It just gives you so much more credibility. It can get you on podcasts. It can get you interviews. And you can also use them for, you know, free giveaways uh, as a lead lead generation. You can use them as a front end to a funnel. You know, people are familiar with funnels. You can do the free plus shipping. And then you have offers behind that so it just depends how you want to use it
0: nice and I think so there's Alan, let me ask a you too that um, sometimes your book has to be really thick some people think oh well I, I don't have a, a Moby Dick or a, <laughs> a war and peace in me <laughs> so I can't write a book uh, but that's not really true is it
2: no not true I have a book that's not even a book because it wasn't big enough to be a book it's just an e-book. It's called it's uh, what, turn your book into $10,000 clients. And it was based on over 10 years of experience of how I started to get 10K clients, you know, people who were paying me that much. So it, I think it's 30 pages. I have another one, uh, what, 21 Simple Strategies to Jumpstart Your Book Marketing Online. That one's about 70 pages. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really just a list of tips. And then, you know, each one is explained as I go through the list. And then I have other books that are now 150, 180. It's good to try to keep them under 200 if it's not a reference book because people don't read. (laughs) One point of um,
1: context though, if you are looking at having a printed book Mm -hmm. and you want to have writing on the spine, just keep in mind, by the way, 100 pages is that magic number that you can actually get the writing on this fine because otherwise very often that is going to be an issue, especially if you self-publish your book, um, getting it out there in paperback form. So think about from that perspective what you're doing. Um, But let me ask you, though, when you are looking at all of these ways to monetize the book, in the Mm -hmm. business, right? Because you've written the book, you've gotten something from it, and you're trying to make money from it. Does it matter ebook or printed book in that regard? Of course the funnel really doesn't matter. If it's a good book, it's a good book. And a lot of people tend to also give their PDF version of the printed book, Mm -hmm. you know, as a digital download so that they don't have to fulfill a hard copy. But when you are looking at it from that perspective, do you find any difference in that regard how that may actually make a difference? Because some people may feel, oh, my God, you know, dealing with Amazon or other companies to get my book self-published may be a nightmare and a half. I know from personal um, experience is not exactly the most easiest
2: uh, oh, process, like hear more you about I'd like to hear more about that. Why do you think that? I think it's so easy. Um, Why do you think that?
1: There were numerous back and forth with the Amazon approval uh, side. Mm-hmm. Um, when my team was trying to get the covers approved, things just didn't work the way that they were supposed to, and colors didn't seem to work with what Amazon wanted to do. And there were a number of issues that came up, and what have been a much easier process ended up being significantly more involved
2: okay um, well that's because I mean on my latest book
1: <laughs> yes there you go
2: yeah we make it really easy for people I mean when I, I go in there with people and we you know just go through the process of publishing them and if we run into a problem I just bring my designer in and she fixes it in a minute and we're done I mean we just don't deal with nonsense <laughs> I mean, that's the right. difference. That's why you hire professionals. You know, we do this all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. I will say I had one client one time where it was so weird. They just kept saying how his book wasn't right. And the book was right. It was Amazon's mistake, but it was right when they had gone over to KVP and they just didn't have their act together yet.
1: Always can be fun. So let me ask you, as we're looking at, getting the book to the right people,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right? Because having a book for the general public, yeah, if you know what, if I am um, Daniel Silva, James Patterson, David Baldacci, you know, the big names, they're going to get their book all over the place, and they're going to get onto the New York Times bestseller list and all Mm -hmm. of that, you know, in addition to the Amazons and everything else. but for a lot of the folks listening today the business people that are thinking about writing their book how do they get the book into the right hands not just in a funnel but you know how do they actually get it that it's going to make
2: that difference for them well first of all I will say no if you only got it to zero people it would still make a difference because you're going to continue to market yourself And when you market yourself, you mention your book. So it really doesn't matter in that sense. But um, but let's talk about number one bestsellers for a minute. One of the reasons I love that number one bestsellers, I mean, when I started, we didn't have Kindle. So there was no ranking. And believe me, we made a lot more money. I mean, I wrote a book with Jim Edwards and um, we sent out like, what, three emails or something and made 12 grand. So you know, it, w- it was really fun in those days. But um, the thing is that when people come to me and they haven't done any marketing and they don't have a community, that's what's so great about number one bestsellers because they can use that to actually build their list. And uh, so you're getting it to number one bestseller. So that's one way you're getting more credibility and you can use it to build the list. So once you learn that process, you can do it over and over again. You know, you can do the same book more than once you can do more than one book. So it's like any other strategy, it's a process. And then the thing is, okay, are you going to be a New York times bestseller a USA bestseller an Amazon bestseller? Well, it depends on how many books you can sell. So, I mean the, the number keeps changing, but I've heard it's like 10,000 for New York times and 6,000 for USA and, uh, Amazon, it really depends on where you put it. But here's the thing about Amazon bestsellers. Yeah, you can game the system if you want and get nobody seeing it and get to number one. But what's the point of that? I mean, to me, the point is to get in front of your audience, which is what you're saying, right? So to do that, you want to get it in the right categories. You want to have the right title. You want to have the right cover. You want to attract your ideal clients. And that comes back to what we were saying before, which is you have to know who they are. So who are your ideal clients and how do you figure out who your ideal clients are? I mean, I remember when I was first starting out, uh, I met Lori Morgan at uh, one of the conferences and she was already well-known and we hit it off. And um, I had her on a call and she was talking about how she had her avatar so honed in that they had a name and a family and a, how many kids and where they live. And I was like completely freaked out. It was like, oh my God, I, I have no clue. You know, I have no clue how she did that. But, you know, so what I did was in the beginning, I just worked with everybody that I could work with. And by doing that, you see, who do you like working with? Who do you not like working with? And then you start honing in and also who needs what you have and where are you in your journey? Because when I first started, I was working with a lot of authors who were broke, you know, or next to broke, because I didn't know, you know, I just, whoever wanted my help, and as my prices got higher, I had to reassess, you know, when you get into 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 and more, well, those are not, you know, people, a lot of people who are spiritual who think it's a crime to make money or something, you know, so you have to change who your audience is. So my audience has not always been the same. And in the early years, I worked with, you know, worked with a lot of kinds of people that today I wouldn't work with, just because I don't find it interesting. So if I'm not interested, I, or I, and if I don't believe in it, like sometimes I'll I have somebody come to me, and their story is so damn compelling, you know, and they have something so incredible to offer that it's like I will move mountains if I can to help them. I mean, I still have to get paid, but I will do whatever I can because their message has to get out, you know. Right.
1: So just. You know, obviously, we were talking in terms of trying to get people in um, needing to work with you. I mean, here's a perfect example of two people that definitely would have benefited from you back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. if only you were around at the time. Two little-known folks, Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. Yeah. Now, for those of you that don't actually know the name, um, Google them. But they were the original authors of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And they shopped their book to 500 publishers, right? 500 publishers. The 500 first publishers said, I'll take a flyer on you, but they had to pay for the printing and all of the expenses of the book Mm -hmm. and ended up getting the book out. And they didn't make a ton of money. I mean, when they sold the franchise, they really didn't make a lot of money on it, but like you said, it got them on stages. Mm-hmm. Jack Canfield was a teacher, right? He was an educator. Right, he was a he's yeah, he still was. going around and teaching people. I mean, mm-hmm. he's incredible. When you listen to him, when you meet him, when you just or in his space, um, you definitely know that he is uh, there and everything. But let me ask you though you know, a lot of us think we're going to make a million dollars, right? Right. Just because we have a book and you kind of mentioned it before that it's going to finance the business, Mm -hmm. but it's not
2: going to finance the business. Not
1: going, right. Not going to finance the business. Yeah. But once we get the book out there and we are getting more opportunities, so we get on stages, we get interviews from the media, different podcasts, things along those lines. Does that naturally lead to more work that these people do with you? Or is that something that you kind of have, well, I did it and I don't necessarily need more because you, eventually you're going to run out of esteem, like in any business, right? What's the newest product that you have, right? If I wrote a book. You know, Napoleon Hill, I mean, his stuff was ancient and it's still relevant today. Right. But, yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I've written nine books and I have a ton more in me. So, I mean, if you're the kind of person that likes to write books, keep writing them. I mean, I I just uh, did a post not that long ago and somebody reached out to me and we did a talk and I said, well, what was the thing that made you reach out to me? And she said two things. One was my story, which I haven't really told here today. I can tell it if you want me to. And the other thing was that I had written nine books. I hadn't just written one book. I mean, I'm saying, you know, I'm a book coach, but I've I've written nine of them. So, and I've done a collaboration book. I've done a tip book. I've done a regular book. I mean, you know, I've done all the, a lot of different kinds of books too. And then I work with people who have done all different kinds of books that I've helped them with. So, um, yeah, you never run out in that sense. And also the marketing. I mean, the marketing, you can always learn more. And there's all, as I said, there's always things changing. But I want to go back to when you were asking about your ideal clients. You know, you need to hang out where they are. I mean, that's the other thing. You need to get into, ne- get into networking groups, get into Facebook groups, go to conferences. You know, you've got to be where your ideal clients are. And as you can command more money, you're going to have to spend more money. Because you wanna you wanna hang out with better people, you gotta pay for that education and you know it usually comes with networking and alumni and you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah.
1: Right. Like we've discussed before, when you have an opportunity to upgrade to VIP, Mm -hmm. that's where you wanna go because the same people are doing the same thing that you wanna talk with.
2: Absolutely. Ellen, let
1: me ask you though, as we're looking at possibly working with you what exactly makes you stand out from a doing it on our own or other potential people that may be in the same
2: space? Well, it's like I said, number one is I've just done a lot of it and I've done it a lot of different ways. Uh, I have amazing testimonials. I created my signature program back in 2004 and I could drive me crazy when people say it, it takes you know years or months or whatever to write a book. I mean, uh, the 21 simple strategies I wrote in three days. So yeah, there are different kinds of books, but I have a process that I teach just just to make it really easy. And when you do it step by step, you get rid of a lot of the noise and the craziness. And um, as I said, part of it is doing the marketing research first part of it is not doing book research first. I mean, one of the things that people will do is they'll research their book when they don't even really know what they're writing yet. Right, and so then they get all of this material and then they're overwhelmed by the fact that they have all this material and they don't know what to do with it because they don't know where it's going in the book. And the truth is 90 to 95% of it is not even gonna end up in the book. So it actually can become a procrastination uh, you know, strategy, if you, if you will. And, um, you know, so there are just certain things that I teach people to do, other things to not do. And I just have a knack for simplicity, you know, taking things that are complex for people, making them easy. Uh, I put together a team where, where, as I was saying to you, we just can go in there and just do it easily. I mean, we, you know, sometimes on posts, like I'll see a post and it'll say, you know, we're looking for an editor or we're looking for a format, or I'll say affordable, right? And I, and I just, I don't, I won't compete on price because I'm not gonna be in a race to the bottom. I don't want those people. I want people who want quality. You know, if you want a Mercedes, if you want a Rolls Royce, come to us. You know, if you wanna try to get by with a, you know, with a motorcycle, forget it, you know, we're not interested. So, um it, You know, it just depends on, I think, valuing yourself, valuing your time and, uh, you know, what you're willing to do to get it done and how much aggravation you want, really. The other side of it too, is though what you were talking about being a Grammy nominated songwriter. I mean, I have very good communication skills. I'm great at listening to people. I can really pull out what their core is. Uh, A lot of book coaches don't get into marketing at all. I mean, I see this where they'll just say, okay, what's your why? And then they'll say, do a, do a brainstorm. Well, again, if you don't know what your market wants, I can brainstorm all day long on something I want to do. But if nobody wants to buy it, I'm wasting my time.
1: So let me ask you about your Grammy nominated yeah. songwriting mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. because we haven't had anyone on here that has <laughs> been nominated for, you know, a major award like that. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, I mean, obviously that's really exciting. Yes, A lot of us is. have
2: and unexpected. you know thought
1: about songs. Yes. Um, being recognized by your peers is amazing in that space is incredible. Um, just out of curiosity though, what song were you nominated for on that Grammy, if you can share that?
2: Yeah, sure. It's called I Could Get Used to This. It was on an album by a Grammy winning artist. She's a jazz artist, Diane Schur. And the album is called Pure Schur. And you can find it on Amazon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is incredible. I mean, there's so much that you've done so much that people can learn when they are, um, working with you and when they're going through that. But Patricia, let me ask you though, you know, you've been really quiet, um, on our program today. There's a lot of things. I know that you've helped people ghostwrite books as well. And you've worked with Ellen in terms of some of the uh, programs, I guess, in the past with what you've done. What would be the biggest recommendation that you can tell people that they should work with Ellen when they wanted to get their uh, books going?
2: Work with Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Patricia was my second client ever.
3: Yeah. And she was really my my first marketing coach. And I learned just so much from working with her. There was a lot I didn't learn and I still have gaps in that area.
2: But. <laughs> well, then we should talk because I've learned a lot more myself. <laughs> Let me know what you you want to learn. I'll let you know if I can help you. And if I can't, believe me, I got a great um, vendor list. So,
3: yeah, well, I have ghost, sort of ghost written one book for a lady and I'm in the process of a second one. And I'm glad that we had this conversation because now I'm going to take him back and we're going to look at the marketing. We're going to go through Amazon and look what's there and keywords and because he needs to market this because it's marketing him and i mean that's that's really the point of the book for him is to market it and i have to convince him that he needs to target his target audience (laughs) he wants to do it in general and i'm like no 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 (laughs) but yeah if you have a book and you talk to Ellen, she will make your book fabulous. She will help you with the marketing. You know, like she says, she can put together a whole funnel. And I still have at least one, I have actually two um, co authored books that, well, they're currently kind of shelved right now, but when I get ready to do them, I'm going to call on Ellen to help me. <laughs>
1: There you go. So, Ellen, let me ask you, how does someone go about getting started working with you?
2: Well, I I really suggest that people go and listen to the podcast because they'll really get a sense of uh, what I do, how I do it. So that's a good thing to do. And um, you can go on my website. There's a contact form uh, and you can sign up and we can have a, a free consultation it's called my bestseller breakthrough consultation and i'll look at you know what you have and what i think is the best direction for you to go and if you have specific questions i can answer those and either help you or you know point you in the right direction with some other resources um you can also book at bookwithellen.com that's probably the easiest bookwithellen.com
0: Ellen, I have another question too about um, types of books. Again, I'm thinking of some of my clients um, who don't have a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned earlier, there are different types of books that can be written too, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone wanted to reach out to you and say, I just don't think that a, a, a book would fit my business at all, you'd be able to say to them, well, here's 20 types of books here's 50 types of books it it doesn't need to be a fiction novel it doesn't need to be a how-to you could steer people toward making that decision too right well
2: again it depends on what what what's their why are they writing it Mm -hmm. what's it to do and like for instance if it's a lead magnet on your website and you have a seven-step process let's just say you know, maybe your book is going to be the seven steps to whatever it is. If you're going to be speaking on stages, it might be more your story and the lessons that you learned. Right. Or maybe if you already have a book, maybe you need to write a Q&A because you're tired of answering the same questions over and over. I mean, it just depends. It just depends what it is, you know
0: those are great ideas yeah so I, again i'm thinking some of our listeners who may think oh a book wouldn't fit in my business well maybe ellen can help you figure out how a book can fit in your business
2: right a book can always fit in a business there there's no business that a book can't fit in it. right i mean look at joe paul right i mean it doesn't with cleaning right but i want to go back to does it matter that are... if you have a nail salon sorry yeah I wanna go back to what you said about Canfield because what they did was they got on radio and they did an interview every single day for a year. And there's another book called The Road, Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. And he was on the bestseller list for 12 years. And the reason it got off the bestseller list was because he died. So, you know, never stop marketing at least one of your books. But a lot of times, you know, people will give a year or two years to one book because of the marketing before they'll write another one. And I've seen and other people say, oh, I wrote one too soon because I could have gotten more mileage out of the one I already had. So it's just something to think about. So, Ellen, where else can
1: people find you online?
2: Uh, oh, boy, they can find me in, on LinkedIn, Ellen Violette and uh, Twitter, Ellen Violette, and Instagram, which is Books Open Doors, the number four in the letter U. And uh, let's see, Clubhouse, Ellen Violette. Did I miss one? Oh, Facebook. I have a Facebook group. I love my group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Books Open Doors. And I'm in there every day. So that's a really great place to get to know me better. And, of course, on Amazon. And on Amazon, all my books. Well, not (laughs) all my books. Actually, some of my books are on my website and not on Amazon. Booksopendoors.com forward slash (laughs) books. Yeah, sometimes you write with somebody and it just, it doesn't always work out that they'll let you do what you want to do. So sometimes it just ends up on your website. Right. So
1: friends, it's really important that you think about what it is that you're doing. Doesn't matter if you have a nail salon, if you're a construction company, if you're a plumbing company, if you are a uh, bank, if you are a yoga studio. I mean, there's so many different ways you can possibly use books to help people. And learn more about your story, what makes you different from everyone else, add to your credibility, add to your expertise, add to the value that people will get when they do work with you and why it makes so much of a difference when you become that author. It's going to be a major benefit for you. And work with Ellen, find out what she can do for you in terms of your story, in terms of figuring out how to get what's in your head down onto paper, or more likely, through the keys onto your computer screen, <laughs> and then onto paper. <laughs> um, but either way, I mean, you know, actually, Daniel Silver writes out his books on yellow legal pads in pencil and then has it um you know actually put into print so it doesn't matter how you write the book the point is get out there write share your story and it doesn't matter how big it is it can be six pages as an ebook it can be a thousand page book like uh oh god i'm blanking on what that was um it was the best of times the worst of times um the Russian book. Uh, come on, guys.
0: Didn't we? Um, <laughs>
1: Anna Karina? <laughs> uh, it'll come to me as soon as we finish recording. But well, whatever it
2: is. yeah. And if you don't think you can write, talk it. You know how to talk, and we don't. We don't edit our thoughts as much as when we talk as when we write. People get really nuts sometimes when they try to write. So if that's you, don't, don't write it, just
1: record it. Right. And, uh, Patricia just reminded me, war and peace is the, uh, book. Thank you very much, Patricia. Um, it was just stuck on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, the idea though is doesn't matter how big the book is. If it's the right story, people are going to want to read it. You know, we think about movies, right? Hour and a half, or the three-and-a-half-hour movies and everywhere in between. If it's a good story, people are going to stick around. People are going to learn from it. People are going to use it. Ellen is going to be the one that's going to help you figure out exactly how to move forward, how to get started, how to monetize your book, and get the credibility that you are seeking to help you in your business. So again, uh, look up bookwithellen.com to schedule your uh, free call with Ellen. And Ellen, yeah.
2: I wanted to thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I also wanted to say that I do have a free gift for people. Can I tell them about that? Absolutely, please do. Okay, so the free gift is um, Book Planning Secrets, A Simple Four-Step Guide to Writing a Bestseller, And you can find that on the podcast page at booksopendoors.com forward slash podcast. Thank you. And
1: we will include that link in the show notes. Thank you so much, Ellen. Thank you. And until, until next time, for Patricia, Daniel, myself, and Ellen, here is to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day.
0: It's the bottom line that matters.